Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. played the Bears stink Colorado football is the toughest team in college football I don't care what you think about who's the best team or who's the strongest or can anybody beat Georgia I gotta tell you Colorado football is the most mentally and physically tough team in all of college football don't at me starts right now Yeah, that's right. I said it and I meant it. Colorado football kept me up till two in the morning. And those of you that know me, and most of you do, you know that I go to bed at 9.30. I went to bed around 10, 10.30, and I stayed up till two in the morning because Colorado football is dynamite. They are the toughest team in college football. Now, let me set the scene for you. Colorado State, I didn't hear anybody talking about this. Colorado State, yeah, they were a little dirty. Yeah, they were physical. But I tell you what. They were bigger and stronger than Colorado, and they were playing tougher. I mean, they were knocking the living you-know-what out of Colorado right on the line. When they tackled, they had a little extra oomph in the tackle. Travis Hunter effed around and found out. Travis Hunter, the kid who's supposed to go in the top ten, he started talking some yang to the fellas from Colorado State. Next thing you know, cheap, late, ridiculous hit knocks him out of the game. Here's what I've always said about football, and I'm curious if you guys – understand this because a lot of people are mad at me about saying hey look talking trash in football comes back to get you basketball we think Larry Bird didn't take his warm-up off uh in the three-point shooting contest talk trash won the contest we think that makes him tough in basketball right Uh uh-uh it does I guess in basketball football is a different breed man football if you talk trash like Travis Hunter talked that Yang, you have the opportunity to get absolutely, and I mean literally killed. That's the opportunity out there for the defensive player against you. If you want to talk in football and you want to go back and forth, you have put yourself in a position where you can literally get killed. Football is a dangerous sport. And Travis Hunter, he was coming at Colorado. Oh, you're so big and bad. ESPN's Twitter site showed it. And I said, hey, how'd that work out for Hunter? People lost their minds. You're racist. You're this. No. I've always said the same thing. If you F around in football, if you mess around, you could get killed. I've always said it. Basketball, nah. Football, you can get killed. So next thing you know, they, being Colorado, are down 98 yards to go. And Sadur, I always say his name wrong, Sanders, just went bam, 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 bam. And there were so many plays in that. It was just fun. First half looked like a crazy, I don't know. We used to play on the park 
and Gary, and it looked like that. Guys are arguing, throw. I mean, that looked like craziness. It was fun, though. And then the second quarter, or second half, excuse me, Colorado and uh, Colorado State settled in and played some football. And Colorado's the most mentally tough team there is. I don't know if they're the best team. I don't know if Oregon's going to crush them. I got no idea. But I'll tell you this much. Colorado's mental toughness is cannot be questioned. They got physically and brutally beat up, but they did not flinch. And give Coach Prime and his entire team credit for that. There were celebrities galore, I guess, if you call these dudes celebrities. I don't even know who half of them were. But look, I'm a 61-year-old guy. I'm not a rap guy. Apparently, it was very cool who was on the sideline. I'm tired of the rock, but that's a different story. All right, let's hear. Remember Shiloh or Shiloh, Deion Sanders' son, had a pick six. His other son, Shador, he's throwing the ball around like he's Joe Montana. He was terrific. He is the front runner for the Heisman. Let's hear from Coach Prime. My kids' rankings are tough. It's a serious run right now. It really is. It's a serious run right now. I'm the only one that's honest about ranking my kids. You guys act like you love all of them the same, and you don't. <laughs> I don't know why y'all act like that. Yeah, well, I don't need that part of it. I mean, but it is funny. Hey, look, I don't know how I would rank his kids. One dude got a pick six and a fumbled recovery, and the other dude went and took the team on his back and went down the field and then did the same thing in two overtime. I don't know. To me, you do, you know, I don't really rank my kids. I don't. I love them both. But I got to tell you, if one of my kids got a pick six and my other threw three interceptions, I like the pick six kid more. If one threw four touchdowns and the other kept missing tackles, I like the touchdown kid more, at least for that day. That's the way it goes. But hey, congratulations. It's going to be an interesting weekend. We'll break down the entire weekend coming up in college football as we move through the week. It's going to be a good one, including Ohio State. And Notre Dame NFL Sunday recap. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to start with the Colts. I got to start with the Colts because the Colts got to win. One, six, and one going into the weekend against AFC opponents. And the reason I went is because the AFC stinks and the Colts are one and six. Here's what Double D did Double D said, I'm taking the Colts to win because I keep hearing from my NFL people that the Texans are freaking awful. And I'm going to take that guy right there, Anthony Richardson, to score a touchdown. Well, Anthony Richardson scored a touchdown in the first possession. I actually was sitting on my couch with Lee in, Lee, or in my chair, and Lee's ex-husband and I were having a couple beers, and we were watching the game, and I actually leaned back and kicked up my feet when he scored a touchdown. I'd never bet at any time touchdown. There you go. So Richardson scores a touchdown. The Colts get to win. I'll take Richardson over, over uh, C.J. Stroud anytime, any day. C.J. Stroud had big numbers, but you know what he did? He did what Andrew Luck used to do. His team is down, then he put up big numbers. That's not the way to go about winning football. And I don't like his eyes. I like Richardson's eyes. I like everything about Richardson. I do. I, I think Richardson, to me, is going to be a 10-year very good player. I don't know if he's going to be a superstar. I don't know. But what I do know is I think the Colts got the quarterback for 10 years. Stroud, he'll be fine. But I don't like his eyes. Yeah, I don't know what to tell you. I got in an argument with some ex-blogger boy of Ohio State who loves Richardson because that's what you do at Ohio State. He's now working for DeSantis. I got an argument with everybody over the weekend. Hey, Twitter's paying me. 
You pay me, I give you content. Uh, the Seahawks got to win in overtime against Dan Campbell and Detroit. I, I got to tell you, I was I was perusing, ladies and gentlemen, through the gambling sites. I was looking to see who had an, I don't know, who had a take that made sense to me. All right? Well, I came across somebody, Ariel Epstein. She works for Points Bets. Ariel Epstein is a freaking genius. Ariel Epstein talked about the Seahawks, and she talked about it realistically. You know, some go, well, they're 2-9 and nine in the last 10 games with 17 points under the spread on Monday night, Tuesday night, or Wednesday night. No, Ariel gave me the business. She said this, fishy line, Seattle plus 5.5, classic overreaction. Detroit D better, got lucky. This is what I like. Got lucky with drop balls against Kansas City receivers. Detroit interior DL not able to apply pressure, giving Geno time to scramble and throw. Geno had time to scramble and throw, and they got it done in overtime. See, that's the analysis you get on our show. We don't just give you the crap. We tell you why. And she was right. Kadavius, whatever the hell his name is, Tony, makes a few catches last week. And guess what? Detroit's toes ain't tapping. And we ain't overreacting, both for Detroit and against Kansas City. Joey Burrow got his uh, face punched in again. I ain't mad about it. I'm not going to lie. I am not mad about Joey Burrow. I, I don't care what you say. You guys can get mad about Joey Burrow, but I ain't mad about Joey Burrow getting his brains beat out. I think this is the best thing for Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow getting knocked down a peg is good. He's in commercials. He signed the big deal. He walks around pimping, yo. He's got a cigar, his chains. He's got the whole thing. And you know what? Life comes at you fast in the NFL. Life doesn't mess around. Those NFL guys are good. Even the bad are good. And Joe Burrow uh, may be lost sight of there is a very, very, very slim margin between winning and losing. Now, it's not all Joe Burrow's fault. Team has to play better. You know what I'm saying, yada, yada, yada. But it ain't all bad that Joe and Joe, Joe Cool, Joe Money, Joe whatever, started 0-2 again. Remember they did last year. Does it matter with Joe Cool? Hell no. He'll be fine, I'm, I think. And I root for Cincinnati because I'm a big fan of their center, Teddy Karras. But, hey, it ain't all bad in Double D's not-so-humble opinion for Joe Cool to get knocked down a peg. Brandon Staley. Brandon Staley, what are you doing? Brandon Staley's the coach of the Chargers. What are we doing here? What's going on? What's happening? You got Justin Herbert. You got some weapons. Austin Eckler was out. But you're 0-2. Brandon Staley, I don't know what to tell you. i tell you what I was happy about. I don't know if we have the video. I, I, I think I sent it, but maybe we don't. Uh, or maybe it's somewhere else and I missed it. I don't know. I got to look. But I got to tell you, I was very happy. Very happy to see the Seahawks, excuse me, lied. Very happy to see the Washington Commanders beat Sean Payton. Very, very, very happy. Very happy. Because Sean Payton had gone off on Nathaniel Hackett and how poorly coached they were last year. And Sean Payton getting his brains beat out and going 0-2 doesn't make me mad. 
I like Sean Payton. Hell, I liked his, his daughter when she was on here. No problem. But my problem with Sean Payton is you don't call out other coaches. And remember he did that? Remember that's what he did? And guess what? Now he's 0-2. That's right. He's 0-2. Yeah, I ain't mad about it. I am not mad even a little bit about Sean Payton. Hell of a Hail Mary, though. They couldn't get the two-point conversion. All right, let's hear from Brandon Staley. I'm not, I'm not worried about the Jacksonville loss. The Jacksonville loss hasn't carried on to the season whatsoever. If you've seen our training camp or you've seen the way we played in the first two games, it hasn't had an impact on our team whatsoever. Our team is connected. Our team has played its heart out in two games, and we've lost two tough games. But there's, it has nothing to do with the Jacksonville game. And if you ask anyone in our locker room, it has nothing to do with the Jacksonville game. And that's just the truth. It's a convenient storyline for you and for everybody else, but it's not the truth. We've lost two tough games. But the guys in that locker room, the men in that locker room, they are finishers and they have what it takes, and we're excited to prove ourselves. Yeah, we just lost a game in overtime, Jeff. So how do you think the mood is? How do you think the mood is? How do you think it is? It's tough. It's tough. It's a tough, it's a tough group in there. There's a lot of pride in that room. Okay? And we put a lot into this, and we got a good football team. And so we've lost two tough games. We've got to bounce back, learn from our mistakes, and be ready for Minnesota. All right, guys. Yeah, I ain't mad at you. Uh, Chargers' Brandon Staley snaps at reporter in heated moments. Sports Illustrated says, oh, all right. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, dumbass is asking about a playoff loss last year. That's just stupid. And now they're saying he lost it. It didn't look like he lost it. He didn't lose nothing. Nothing he lost. Some fan, he lost it. But did that look like he lost? He just pissed. You guys lose, you lose. You're pissed. You're happy. Whatever. People are out of their freaking minds. Didn't lose anything. He's just mad. What are you going to do? Everybody's mad. I don't know. No big deal. All right, I got I to gotta clear something up here. I'm going to get into the Cowboys in a minute, but let me give you some teams that I think stink. All right? The Patriots stink. Oh, my God. I'm watching them yesterday, and I'm, I, I'm like, you guys stink. I'm going to raise this chair up. I, you guys stink. You're horrible. You're slow. Patriots are slow. They're no good. I, I got to tell you something else. I, I don't know what happened to them. But Trevor Lawrence, he's no good. In fact, I went and put some money on the Colts to win the division. Tell you who is good, those guys. See those guys right there, Miami? Miami's fast. Oh, man, Raheem Mostert still runs about a 4-4, and he's slowed down. What are we doing? Like, I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you, man. Uh, There are some teams – that have it going on. And one of them is not named the Chicago Bears. The Chicago Bears just stink. Look, everybody wants to get involved in statistics. Everybody thinks statistics are the thing. Well, you know, so-and-so threw for so many yards. I don't care what you throw for. Unless you're throwing it all game. But if you get down and all of a sudden you're throwing for some yards... I don't know. The Bears stinky teams. Yes, the Bears stink. 
Bears went and got a touchdown. I'm on Twitter. I'm looking at my friends on Twitter, Waddle and Sylvie, and everybody are like, oh, this is great. Is this a bounce back? They were asking because they know enough, right? They know enough. But here's Justin Fields. 16 for 29, 211 yards, two interceptions. Now, people can rag on Baker Mayfield all they want. But Baker Mayfield, 26 of 34, 317 yards, one touchdown, no interceptions. I think I said going into the year the breakout star in the NFL was Justin Fields. Uh, Double D is Roo, 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 Ryan. I'm Roo, Roo, wrong, wrong, wrong. Holy mosquitoes. Jeez, we act. I mean, I, I got fooled. What can I tell you? I tell you something else. I tell you who is good. Cowboys are good. Yeah, now look, it all doesn't matter. Cowboys are like the Purdue in basketball. Like, Purdue in basketball has morphed into now, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, they're great in the regular season, but you better win in the postseason because this crap don't matter. Now, with the Cowboys, yeah, we know they're going to go, what, 11 and 6, maybe 12 and 5? I don't know. But what are you going to do when the playoffs come? What are you going to do when it comes cutting time? They haven't shown much, including when Romo fumbled the snap in a playoff wild card game. It's almost like, all right, yeah, the Cowboys are good. And I'm watching them, and I'm watching them dismantle, pretty much dismantle, I guess. The game kind of morphed into a boring game, the Jets. Uh, you're my guy, only because of his mother, Zach Wilson. Yeah, he's throwing stuff around. He's, he's just Zach Wilson. He's going to be Zach Wilson, and that's it. So now the Cowboys have outscored their opponents 70 to 10. 70 to 10. In the NFL, look, we had some games in college that were 85 to nothing this past weekend, but 70 to 10 over two games in the NFL? I don't know. I know people want to say, hey, look, it's early. It gets late early in the NFL. It does. And the Cowboys, I guess it just doesn't matter. I I guess it just doesn't. We're going to see what happens. Hey, this is a disturbing story. There was a kid that played a kid. He's 30-something now, 36, I believe, Sergio Brown. Sergio Brown was from Maywood, Illinois, which he went to Proviso East High School, the home of Doc Rivers, by the way. But Sergio Brown, this is an odd story, and I'm not sure I've seen the ending yet. When I went to – when we came on the air, I have not seen uh, an ending. Sergio Brown's mother was found murdered. Sergio Brown is missing. Now, I don't know what to make of that. You know, when I first saw it, I thought to myself, oh, my God, has Sergio Brown been killed too? Has he been killed? I I hope not. Then somebody mentioned, well, did he do it? Did he? I I don't know. This, whatever you want to say, doesn't sound good. I had Sergio on my show a long time ago when he was with the Colts. He seemed like a really good dude. He went to Notre Dame. He played in the NFL basically from uh, 2010 to 16. But this is an odd story. They found his mother in a creek. She just sustained injuries during an assault. So they're saying she was murdered. But they haven't been able to found, find him. I got a feeling this is going to end very – it's already bad. It's already horrible. But in Sergey, I don't think this is going to end very well. At all. I honestly don't. And 
I, I don't know what's going to happen, but this is an odd story. Speaking of odd stories, Cam Akers. Cam Akers at one point, and the only reason I know this is last year in fantasy football, uh, I took him. And he didn't start the first game. And then I was reading that, wait a second, Cam Akers is kind of a pain in the ass. Now, I don't mind pains in the ass. I I could care less. I don't have to coach him, right? All I got to do is watch him. And in this case, uh, I got to do things like, oh, I don't know, play him. Cam Akers was a healthy scratch against the 49ers. Now, you got to understand, it's a big game. Probably the two best teams outside of Dallas in the NFL. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you, but he says he's confused. He's confused. I'm just as confused as everyone else. I'm blessed, though. I'm blessed, though. Now, Laura Oakman, who is on NFL Fox, said other guys beat him out to be on the field. From what I heard this morning, that it's fair to connect the dots from last year's issues to this year's with Cam, with all the young guys. Culture's a big focus right now. Akers, I was told, wasn't adhering to that. Two main principles. Do what's expected of you and accountability. Apparently he's not. All right. There you go. I don't, you know, this is a big story only because the Rams won the Super Bowl a few years ago. I don't think 10 people give a rat's ass about this guy Cam Akers playing or not unless you own him in fantasy. I'll tell you what people do care about. College football, that's right, college football is a big deal. And when you lose, particularly at a Power Five, you're going to have some people questioning you. Matt Campbell was all the rage a couple years ago. Matt Campbell at Iowa State, he was all the rage, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, he was the guy. Any job that opened up, you got to go get Matt Campbell. He's winning where? Ames, Iowa, what? Well, guess what? The tide has certainly turned. Well, you'll see how by this exchange. And when you watch the guy that's coming at Matt Campbell, tell me this isn't going to be a Halloween costume for the good folks in Ames, Iowa. Matt Campbell wasn't having some fan. Here he is. Come on, Campbell. Get after him. Hey, Campbell, what are you doing? You're on the hot seat. You're on the hot seat. I don't know if you guys can do this, but when the guy turns, can you stop the video right there? We get a look at this guy in his outfit. This guy is like Steve Bartman. Back in the day with the Cubs, people went to Halloween dressed as Steve Bartman. Now people are going to go and heckle this guy. Get after him. Get after him, damn it. Get after him. There he is. One more click. Can you go one more? One more. Wear your 18 jersey. Get your hat on. Get a little stash. And go as that guy. Hey, Campbell, what are you doing? You're on the hot seat. You're on the hot seat. Look at him. There he is. <laughs> he knows he got him. Uh, back in, I think it was 2020, uh, yeah, Campbell won the Fiesta Bowl. He went 9-3. and three. Since then, they're 12-15. and 15, And they lost to the Ohio University. 
I am the poster child for not getting out of a mid-conference school or a mid-level school on time when you should. I went to West Virginia. I came back stupid. First five years at Bowling Green, I had my pick of jobs. After that, I'm talking in my mom's basement right now. (laughs) Or my basement, excuse me. Matt Campbell, you should have gone. You just should have. All right, uh, Eli Dinkwitz is the coach, Drinkwitz, is the coach at Missouri. His team got booed early. His team got booed early, and the coach wasn't having it. Let's hear from the coach, old Drinky. I'm going to say it. It pissed me off when we booed our starting quarterback to start the game. That pissed me off. And he went out there and played his butt off for this university and this team. They need to get behind him. We need to get behind the young man. You want to boo me, fine. You don't boo the starting quarterback. It's bull crap. I'll say it again. It should never happen. But a kid did throw for 356 and a 61-yard field goal made uh, Drinkowitz feeling himself. He's right. I mean, look, I saw more booing this weekend from teams in college than maybe I've ever seen. I'm not sure I understand it. I'm really not. I'm not. I guess I get it. People feel that, hey, look, I bought a ticket. I can boo. Yeah, I guess. I suppose. If that's what you're telling me, yeah, all right. I can't argue it. You did. Blah, 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 blah. But the fact of the matter is this. I'm not mad at the coach, but the coach was feeling good about himself. It's the first win against a uh, top 25 team. They beat Kansas State in about 10 years at that school. They haven't had a great – they've not had great success. But Drinkowitz was feeling himself. Drinkowitz was all ready to go. So there you go. I mean, what are you going to do? And I'm not mad at him. It's a pretty good rant. I don't know if it's – Mike Gundy level. I'm a man. I'm 40. I don't know. But I do know this. Drinkowitz, good for you. The kid, Cook, is the quarterback. He threw for 356. They were getting their brains beat out. He made a hell of a comeback. Next thing you know, of course, the fans are cheering him. And, ladies and gentlemen, you and I both know that when you're on a little bit of a high, you know, you go in a press conference and you say some stuff. Look, here's the deal. When you call out your fans after a win, understand they're going to call you out as soon as you lose. The second you lose, they're going to call you out. Nick Saban, a lot of cachet. Drinkowitz, I don't know if he's got the same amount of cachet, but I like it. Hey, uh, before we go to break, of course, our, uh, well, our Indiana Hoosiers got their beat. Indiana could not score to tie the game from the one-yard line. Yeah, I said it. The one-freaking-yard line. Fourth down from the one. Here we go against Louisville. Louisville. Not against Florida. Okay, Florida. Not against Michigan State. Not against – and Michigan State stinks, but you get what I'm saying. Against Louisville. And you know the rage is, and this is something that really, really – I'm going to talk like uh, I'm going to talk like uh, baseball players. This really chaps my ass. Indiana fans always blame the coach. Maybe the coach was at fault. I don't know. 
But is the coach at fault for me watching this crap for 50 freaking years and Indiana can never get players in there that just make sure we get the one yard? Is it possible to get players that can actually win games? Is it possible for Indiana to actually say, hey, players, you guys are heartless. You guys are gutless. It's time for you all to start playing. We're not allowed to do that in Indiana. We would never boo in Indiana because, well, we love you. Indiana, Indiana. Yeah, all right. Can't get it in from the one. The one. The one. Did I say the one? I said the one. All right, let's understand. Hope you took my massive, massive bet of the week. I hope you did. I hope you took it. Why do I hope you took it? Because it won. It's always going to win. I'm telling you right now, I have a new system. And that system, if you go to pointsbet.com and you sign up, and all you got to do is put $50 down, and you're going to get a damn, yeah, you are, you're going to get a jersey. $50 down, you get a jersey. If you don't like jerseys from fanatics.com, then guess what? You get $150 in credit. Get whatever you want. That's it. Terms and conditions, of course, they apply. Head to outkick.com slash bets now to snag this offer. Discover more incredible deals from our partner sportsbook. But I'm just telling you, I told you. I told you to take Nebraska. I told you to take Nebraska over Northern Illinois. 11-point spread. I couldn't believe it was 11. My only problem was I didn't bet enough. I got to get some you-know-whats to bet my big bet of the day. The weekend. That was it. Go to points bet. Man, I'm fired up. Sack the hell up and don't go anywhere. Don't at me. We'll be right back after this. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. You know, ladies and gentlemen, let's continue with the college football. One thing I did not get into, uh, Nick Saban. Nick Saban is interesting. A lot of people are saying because Nick Saban has agreed to step out of himself a little bit and he's going to do a weekly appearance with McAfee. People are saying, what's going on here? His team isn't great. I mean, they won, but... You know, again, you and I both know that when you're Nick Saban and you go down to Florida and you play anybody besides the University of Florida or Florida State or maybe even Miami, uh, we all understand that eh, you're supposed to win by 100. 17 points is the least they've scored against a non-conference opponent since I think I was born. And that ain't good. I was born a long time ago. But at the end of the day, uh, Nick Saban, well, Nick Saban has said, I would put it this way, I wouldn't be surprised if this is his last season. That's one of his friends. Nick worked very hard. 
He's given every day. It's exhausting in his standing. And his standards for the program are he just doesn't compromise. He should live a little, enjoy the fruits of his labor, and move on. And I'm with you. Look, I completely understand if a coach says, no, but wouldn't this be weird? Isn't this odd that we're thinking about this with Nick Saban? Nick Saban seemed to me, excuse me, always to be the kind of guy that was going to play foot or coach football until it was just done. Like Bear Bryant died right after he retired. And a lot of people feel that way. A lot of people feel the same way about Saban. Like if Saban doesn't have football, he's going to die. But there are some signs. And I'm not mad at Saban for it. Personally, if you're going to ask me, I'm all in on Saban retiring. Go enjoy. He'll be good on TV, I think. I mean, it's not that easy. People want to act like it's easy. It's not that easy. But it is something that I think Nick Saban could probably do and do really well. well. At least that's what it seems to me. I'm not, again, I don't know. And I, I don't know that this is what he wants to do. I don't know that that's what he doesn't want to do. I got no idea. But I do understand this. If I'm Nick Saban, or I do understand this, if I'm Nick Saban, I'm getting out sooner than later, period. Uh, this I don't get. This this Nebraska football player has lost his damn mind. And this is sad. This is sad. This is not something that you ever want to see. You don't want to see a Nebraska football player or any football player go through what is absolutely got to be a mental health issue. We talked about Eric Gilbert last week. There was a, or two weeks ago, there was a video of Eric Gilbert. And he was breaking into a convenience store. It took him like eight times. He gets in, and by the time he was coming out, guess what? Uh, The police were there. The police were there, and all right, uh, we're going to take you to jail. He fought him, but this guy was awaiting an eligibility hearing. This guy, less than three weeks after he was arrested in Nebraska, This guy was the 2020 Gatorade High School Male Player of the Year. He had been arrested in Lincoln. He got arrested in Lumpkin County, Georgia. Lumpkin County, Georgia is where this guy got arrested. Now, I'm not sure what he got arrested for other than just being an idiot. Let me see. Smash and grab burglary and obstruction of officers. So, I rarely say this. I rarely just give in and say, yeah, this guy's just sick. Let's figure this out. That's how I feel about this kid. This guy's sick. Let's figure this out. You don't do that. You don't do that in, I don't know, three weeks' time, and next thing you know, you don't do that. Come on. He's got some serious issues. Get him the help he needs, whoever has to get him the help he needs. But you know what? Uh, Man. Whew. That's unbelievable. It really is. All right. There's a Nebraska bar. It flips his rules. It does. Uh, Jets lose. You win booze program. Uh, I'm going to read this verbatim so I don't screw it up. A Milwaukee bar called an audible on its promotion that rewarded patrons with free drinks whenever, whenever the Jets lose. They have amended its Jets Lose You Win promotion, 
after Aaron Rodgers went out. We're hedging our bets. He'll reward customers whenever the Jets win now that Aaron Rodgers is out. Jack's American pump. They're saying, hey, look, I don't want to, I don't care. Now, if the Jets win, it makes Rodgers look bad. That's one way to look at it. The other way to look at it is now that the Jets are going to lose without Rodgers, we don't want to have to pay off a lot of, a lot of money. We don't want to have to be paying this stuff all weekend. We just don't, we don't need it in our life. We don't need it. We don't want it. Get rid of it. I don't blame them. They were bashed because people were cheering when Rodgers got hurt. Oh, just stop. People are nuts. If you don't know, people are nuts, and I don't know what to tell you. I honestly don't know what to tell you, but the fact of the matter is this. <clears throat> don't cheer when people lose. Now, don't cheer when people get hurt. Just, just don't do it, please. Just, There's no reason. There's no reason. We don't need to. Uh, Kobe Altman is the young boy king. Kobe Altman is the guy that is in charge of bringing back the Cleveland Cavaliers. He's the president of the organization. He was arrested Friday in Cleveland. He was driving while impaired. He was respectful. He's only 41 years old. He he was stopped at 9 o'clock. Kobe Altman, that's a bad move. That's a bad move. You got to know better than that. But you know what? He didn't, so he gets arrested, and that's it. A lot of arrests I'm talking about. A lot of arrests, a lot of arrests. A Kansas guard was suspended after rape allegations. Rape allegations came up. Now, this ain't good. This ain't good at all. No. No, 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 no. Here's the deal. You got to be uber careful when you're in college. You got to be uber careful when you're a woman. See, I deal with daughters. I deal with daughters, and what I tell my daughter and her friends is, look, stay together. Stay together. Don't separate. Artero Morris has been suspended after a rape allegation. Uh, this was in the residence hall where Kansas basketball's pl- basketball players were. Some of the other players were named as witnesses. There has been no warrant. There have been no charges. The case is still open. The kid transferred from Texas where, you guessed it, he had been arrested for misdemeanor assault I tell you this all the time, it's always the same people. Always the same people. All right, let me get back, Indianapolis fans, to what's most important. Anthony Richardson. You guys know that I look at people's eyes. Famously, on Russillo's show on ESPN, I told Ryan and the rest that I did not like the eyes of Crispus Porzingis. Multiple people didn't understand that, including Rosillo. I say, I don't know what to tell you. If you've coached, if you've studied, if you've worked, you can tell a lot about a guy by his eyes, period. 
period. Don't even at me about it. You just can't. Well, guess what? I like Anthony Richardson's eyes. I like Anthony Richardson's running. I like everything about Anthony freaking Richardson. There is nothing about Anthony Richardson I do not like. Anthony Richardson is a stud. Period. Period. I'm just saying. It's a stud. Big stud. Two touchdowns early. Now, here's what I don't like. You ready? Uh, You know what? I don't like the fact that he got a concussion. I don't like the fact that he's running. I don't like the fact that he is putting himself in harm's way. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. I don't like anything about it. That hurts my soul because Anthony Richardson is going to develop into a top-tier quarterback. I am not one of those that says this guy's going to be a Hall of Famer after two games. I'm not one of those that says this guy's going to be the greatest, blah, 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 Colts are going to – no. I know this. I watched Anthony Richardson, and I really liked what I saw. I liked his poise. I liked his arm. I liked his movement in the pocket. I liked his ability to go from trapped to make the right move and get out of the situation. Period. I liked it. Now, here's the problem. You run, you get hurt. Second game in a row, Gardner Minshew has had to come in. Second game in a row, Anthony Richardson has had to leave the game. They've only played two games. Now, here's the deal with the concussion protocol. Anybody that knows the Colts knows this. The Colts are horrible with injuries. If they say it's a day, it's a week. If they say it's a week, it's a month. If they say it's a month or undetermined, it's IR. That's the way this works, period. So let's understand that immediately. And I don't know when Richardson's coming back. I don't. I want to know. I'm anxious to know. I hope at some point I know. But with the Colts and a concussion, it is absolutely freaking nuts. It's insane with injuries. But I like the guy. I like the guy a lot. All right? Uh, Here's a problem. NFL style. You ready for this? McVay kicked a meaningless field goal. See, gambling has infiltrated. It has infiltrated every part of our life. Sean McVay rewarded Los Angeles Rams betters by kicking a meaningless field goal, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. A meaningless field goal to sneak in a backdoor cover. The Rams against the 49ers. Rams scored on all three of their first half possessions. That's great. They couldn't get it going in the second half. Next thing you know, they're down 30-20. They took the field down 10. Minute 34 to go. They needed a miracle to tie the game. It didn't happen. Six plays to the 50. Third and two. Stafford made a pass. Down to the 20. No timeouts. 20 seconds to go. The game wasn't going to happen. 
Stafford heard the offense, spiked the ball. McVay sent his field goal unit onto the team. Connected on a completely meaningless 37-yard field goal. Except it wasn't meaningless. The Rams were seven and a half point underdogs. But of course it's a meaningful field goal. You kick the field goal. Now you kick an onside kick. What are we talking about here? It was the smart play. 20 seconds ago, you kicked the field goal. The Colts didn't do it last week. But people are calling it a dumb play. It's not a dumb play. It's a smart play. Of course it's a smart play. Now, ladies and gentlemen, you got a chance to win. Now, ladies and gentlemen, you can onside kick. Maybe you get a miracle. I don't know. I saw a miracle yesterday. Did anybody see the same miracle? And then it was a complete buzzkill. Last play of the game. Denver's got the ball at the 50. They're going nowhere. And I mean they're going nowhere. When I say nowhere, I mean nowhere. But they do have it at the 50. Russell Wilson drops back. He's under pressure. He has to throw it high. He throws it high, really high. And surprisingly enough, Wilson got it pretty deep. I mean, he got it deep. He got it to where, wait a second here. Somebody might actually have a chance. Bounced around. Touchdown. No kidding. But the problem was this. It was an eight-point game. Eight-point game. What does that mean? Got to go for two. Crowd's nuts. Place is insane. Go for two. Here we go. Hut, hut, hoot. Incomplete. Game's over. Mile High Stadium, or whatever the hell the thing is called, went from complete pandemonium to complete buzzkill. It was unbelievable. So I know that people are saying, and I guess rightfully so, although I don't believe it, guys are saying the NFL needs to investigate. Why does It was a 10-point spread. There was 20 seconds to go when he kicked it. Of course he's going to kick it. Only guy that wouldn't kick it at that point is Shane Steichen of the Colts. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? I, Nick, I wish you could come on the air because I think I'd rip you one. Does the NFL need to investigate that? No. I got two words for you. Joe Biden style. Oh, hell no. <sighs> That's true. I mean, come on. If you're down seven, you, the field you don't goal. kick the field goal. But since you're down 10, you do kick the field goal. What's wrong with people? I need to get, I need to get my damn. Oh, we got a scrum with Mickey Mouse? Hang on. Who scrummed with Mickey Mouse? Wait a second. Did I miss something here? Hang on, caller. (laughs) I don't know. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know if you saw this, but Aaron Rodgers got mocked. Yes, mocked when he got hurt by Keith Oberman. He got mocked. Well, Rodgers wasn't having it. Here's what Aaron Rodgers had to say back at Keith Oberman. God, this is a good show. Hold on, there's another guy. What's Keith Oberman said that... um, You love him, though. Because you're not vaxxed, that's why it happened. Yep. Yeah, get your fifth booster, Keith. (laughs) (laughs) 
anyway. Boom. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I don't know. I, I Keith Olbermann has morphed into Jamel Hill category where I, I don't think we need to talk about him anymore, but good for Aaron Rodgers. You know, you know, it's amazing. I, I saw some people say, well, Rodgers, Rodgers should be some more secure than that. What are you talking about? Like, you come back at your haters. It's what men with penises do. It is. I'm sorry. It is. There are some men that don't have penises. I don't know what they do. But one thing I know, as an adult male with a penis, you come back at your haters. If that's insecure, good. Great. Fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. But I like what Rodgers did here. He could have been harsher, but he got it done in one fell swoop. She has. She has morphed. He has morphed into Jamel Hill. We don't need to be talking about either of them. He, he has. He has. We just don't need to talk about Alabama high school football forfeits games after players receive gift cards. Look at this. Tuscaloosa County head coach. Man. Adam Wintergaard said the players received the gift cards following the win over Central Tuscaloosa. Tuscaloosa County is a member of the 7A classification. We got a call from the Alabama High School Athletic Association. Now, we had some players recognized by receiving some cards to eat at Buffalo Wings. Since they received their gift cards, it broke their status as amateur athletes. I, okay. All right. Okay. I mean, I guess if that's what you're telling me, but I don't like it. I don't like it at all. So what? Who cares? Well, they got gift cards. What are you talking about? Nobody gives a rat's ass if kids get gift cards. Amateur status for gift cards in high school? Hell, Mr. Schmidt at the athlete's foot used to give me shoes. I was wearing ponies because I was that kind of cool. We talking about here gift cards oh man you know it's coming every coach is going to face this every coach Ole Miss football player sues Lane Kiffin listen to this over alleged lack of mental health care he wants 40 million dollars in a meeting Kiffin allegedly called Rollins a blank asking what world he lived in by not showing up to workouts and not meeting with Kiffin again He also said Rollins was hiding was hiding behind Blank. Said he had not met with Kiffin again because he had taken a mental break. <laughs> Kiffin also allegedly told Rollins he was done and off the team. Who cares? You don't show up for workouts. You don't meet your coach. You're done. You're off the team. Coach, I'm taking a mental break. Yeah, take a mental break on your own time. I don't know what to tell you. Coach, I, I need a mental break. I, I, all right, well, come in and tell me. Coach, I'm struggling. Come in and tell me. Don't just not show up for meetings. Don't just not say, hey, look, I'm not coming. I got a team to run here. I got a freaking team I got to get organized. I got people here. I got, I got, what are you talking about? I'm giving you a scholarship. And now, of course, this guy's whining. He wants 40 mil. Good for him. That's the way of the world now. Honest to God, 
That is the way of the world. Everybody, ladies and gentlemen, has a mental health problem. When in doubt, go mental health. When in doubt, the coach was abusive. When in doubt, lie about. When in doubt, lie a lot. And I'm just not here for it. I'm sorry. I'm just not here for it. You don't show up. Well, you're an effing blank. But all right, he is. Hey, what do you want me to tell you? <laughs> I get a kick out of those things. I do. I'm sorry. I know we're not supposed to. I know we are supposed to take all of this so seriously because kids are sad. All right. That's fine. Be sad. What do I care? But the way of the world is nuts, man. The world is insane with this stuff. You don't show up for a meeting with the coach. You don't show up for workouts. You're done. Unless, of course, you tell me beforehand, Coach, I'm really struggling. Then I'll get you all the help you want. I'll get anything done for you that you need. Coach, I'm just struggling. I don't know what to tell you. All right. Hey, I'll help you. But just to not show up. What, are you crazy? What, are you insane? What, are you nuts? Jeez. The world, ladies and gentlemen, is not a happy place, and I am not happy with the world. But anyway, be careful out there, coaches. Even when you've coached for 100 years, oh, man, I mean, I whatever. Guys are always going to make stuff up. People are going to say stuff. People are always going to, if they have an agenda, they're always going to try to get at you. Just do your best and figure it out later and know that you can look at yourself in the mirror. I want to go back to Aaron Rodgers for just a second. Aaron Rodgers, to me, is the kind of guy that you never really want to spar with. See, Oberman is the kind of guy you do because Oberman's just going to call you names. Oberman's going to call you blank, like Dan Lebertard. Dan Lebertard's big word is shit stain. Dan Lebertard is going to call everybody and their mother that. That's what he says. Rodgers is just going to kind of very smugly dismiss you. And isn't that the best way to go about the business? Isn't it? I think it is. People, you may disagree, but I think it is. Hey, before we get Jonathan Taylor on, understand that tonight we've got not one, but two NFL games. That's right. I said it and I meant it. Now, I want to go to Carolina first. See, Carolina has a bad football coach. Carolina has a bad football team. And here's what's worse about Carolina. There's nothing interesting either now nor in their past about Carolina. Think about it just for a second. Seriously, think about it just for a second. Is there anything with the Carolina Panthers that makes you go, huh? Cam Newton used to be. Oh, Cam Newton, you know my feelings about Cam Newton. I think that dude is awesome. I think that dude is fantastic. But you know what? Tell me what is interesting. Tell me where you think there is one thing. You can't even probably tell me the name of a Carolina Panther player. Like I'm saying a name. Maybe, just maybe, you can come up with Bryce Young. You know what I'm saying? All right. I guess Bryce Young. But is that interesting? No. No. Carolina plays New Orleans. Give me one interesting thing about this game. One. Don't say Derek Carr. Cleveland plays 
Pittsburgh. There's a lot. I mean, whether you like them or dislike them, Cleveland's got Deshaun Watson. That's interesting. Nick Chubb, that's interesting. Cleveland has a history, you know, tradition. Pittsburgh, we know Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's always interesting, whether they start out crappy. But under Mike Tomlin, Pittsburgh's been really good. Under Chuck Knoll, really good. Under Bill Cowart, really good. That's an interesting game. The first one, crapola. Absolute crapola. All right, when we come back, we got our guy Jonathan Hutton joining us, and I can't wait. There you go, Gritty. Jay Hutton is joining us. You asked for it. You got it. We're going to talk a lot of NFL when we come back. That's it. I got to take a break. We'll be right back with more on Don't At Me across the Outkick Network. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. You know, whenever our loyal YouTube chat peeps ask for something, we deliver. Jen has been asking for more Jonathan Hutton. It's like more cowbell. I need more Jonathan Hutton, she says. Who doesn't need more Jonathan Hutton? Thank God for Jay Hutton. Hey, let's get right into it. Tannehill let him back, baby. Tannehill's the man. Tannehill for MVP. No? (laughs) <laughs> that might be a stretch. Uh, I need more Dan Dockage is what I need. Uh, great to be back on Down yeah. at Me. Uh, Tannehill rebounded. Let's put it that way. I, I wasn't expecting that type of performance from him. After the three picks he had in New Orleans, he played like crap in week one. And he played great uh, yesterday with uh, a tons of pressure. Offensive line, not all that great in protection. He was getting batted around. And still stood in there and delivered the football. Hey, and, and here's the key with the Titans, Dan, as you well know. Play action. They need the run game. And then that supports what they do on second and third down. They, they were very efficient on first down. They were awful against the Saints, against the Chargers defense. He only missed one pass attempt. He was 10 of 11 on first down for nearly 200 yards. So, yeah, th- that was getting it done. And then he led the game-winning drive where uh, they they get a score in the fourth, and then they turn around and go get points in overtime. And look, I I think this game says more about the the Chargers. Um, 0-2, the Chiefs were on the road yesterday and beat Jacksonville, and the Los Angeles Chargers are, again, uh, looking up at the rest of the division currently because they're slow out of the gate and they're losing close games. They did that last year, too, because their defense sucks and Staley's going to get fired. You know, Staley went on a little bit of a rant. Uh, what are your impressions of Justin Herbert? Is he a real guy? Yeah, I think so. I mean, he throughout his career, he has made a short career. He has made really tight window throws, massive arm, uh, can put points on the scoreboard, 
which a lot of NFL teams really struggle doing. And for whatever reason, the Tennessee Titans, who can barely score 15 points a week ago, can put up 27 points on the Chargers defense, and their head coach is a defensive-minded guy. So, uh, yeah, I think they're 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 holding back what is an offense that moves the football well, and and they did that yesterday, despite not having Austin Eckler in the lineup. So, I don't put this much on Herbert, and he's he's going to have to have a defense that doesn't allow as many points as he can help put up. Yeah, you know, it is fascinating because. There are always teams that are supposed to make a jump. You know what I mean? And I felt like yeah. the Chargers, and in some ways I felt the Bears were going to be those two teams. And the Bears stink. I mean, the Bears flat stink. I've watched enough of them to, you know, pull my hair out, and I don't even have hair. But the Chargers are the other one. Let me ask you uh, about another team. I'm watching Jacksonville yesterday, and I got to tell you, I don't know what's happened to Joe, uh, excuse me, Trevor Lawrence, but he didn't have any zip, and then he couldn't really run. Jonathan, I remember him running for like 60 yards, running past Ohio State at Clemson. I'm kind of all in on the uh, on the Titans to win the division, and maybe even the Colts to be okay. I'm not there yet um, because I don't know which true Titans team we're seeing either. Um, Trevor Lawrence, though has a bit of everything around him, except some questions at offensive line right now um, that showed up because Chris Jones returned to the Kansas City lineup. That's a game, though. I'm with you. That's a game that if you're if you're climbing the staircase or climbing the ladder, you, you win that game at home against the Chiefs and send them to 0-2. That does not happen that often. The Chiefs, though, do get off to slow starts, and it's not like Mahomes has this great receiving core although they looked fine yesterday. So, yeah, I mean, it, 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 there are ebbs and flows, but they seem to be more uh, not not necessarily trends, but patchy with Trevor Lawrence, where he goes a couple weeks where you yeah. don't really talk about him, and then all of a sudden he plays two great outstanding games. And then he finished the season playing very well a year ago, and he gets the playoff experience with the comeback win over uh, Los Angeles. I Then they bow out against Kansas City. That. That's a game that you beat the Chiefs, especially considering what we saw against from the Chiefs against Detroit. And, and Lawrence has got to be better in that situation. Although uh, that that KC defensive front, they left him very uncomfortable throughout the entire game. Yeah, Chris Jones made a big difference. Hey, yeah, I he uh, I stayed up till two in the morning Eastern time. I watched Colorado and Colorado State. What would you think, man? I, I'm I'm conflicted on this because I wanted to see, I wanted to see Dion in a loss, not not because I'm rooting for him to lose. I want to see how he handles the loss compared to the win. Um, and it's not if you lose, it's how you lose. I felt the way he treated the post game presser, Dan is I, I think very similar to how he would have treated a loss where he just said, Hey, like he's being very honest. I love his honesty. He's like, I, I can't lose to this dude. Let him come in here and have a press conference after he beats me at Colorado state Norvell. Um, he, he's also discussing the resiliency of his roster. Shador Sanders uh, leads that drive at the end. I mean, it's a, it's a talented group. That's only going to be extremely better, extremely better 12 months from now. Um, 
Let's also say about what what he's done just from the atmosphere standpoint. And he's set up now two weeks where he's on the road at Oregon and then back home against USC where these will be the truth weeks for for them. I, I love the game, though. It was a crazy game, and it's entertaining. It, it you know, it, um, Chad and I were discussing this, and I brought up last week. To me, the networks are all behind this for one main reason, and it's prime time. But it's it, when you describe that to someone, I would describe Colorado right now. I, there's not three or uh, three or four players on the roster that I think the average college football fan would just rattle off. What it is, is a fight promotion. They go from the Monday today, he'll start setting the stage for what we've heard from the offseason with the Oregon Ducks and discussing about focused on winning and, you know, going to a different conference for Colorado only two weeks later to bolt for the Big Ten. Uh, a week from a week from Saturday will be Williams, the Heisman against Shador Sanders, who Dion wants to win the Heisman. And the, the 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 young coach who's known for coaching the, the top quarterbacks, and oh by the way, Dion's got a son who's really really good, and we'll find out. But then you start building that and make it personal, and then by the time you get to kickoff, it's like okay, now now the fight's on. I can't wait for the post game presser, and then he sets the stage again, um, setting you know whatever cowboy hat or hat he wants aside with the with the sunglasses. I, I love it. But it's a it's a hype machine that, that is going to be a soap opera each and every week. You know, you mentioned uh, Shadur Sanders. I, I think he's the front runner for the highs. And I thought, I thought Colorado. It's, it's State him or Michael Penix Jr. I'm with you. Yeah, I, I thought Colorado State came out to physically beat the crap out of him, and I think they did. I yeah. did. I, I, but I tell you what, that that kid, 98 yards getting beat yeah. up all game and that tight end's pretty good. They're a good team. They're they're and really they a Hunter. tough team. All right. Yeah, and Hunter gets knocked out and I, I you know people got mad at me uh for saying, you know, Hunter was talking trash. I've always thought this in football, Jonathan. I've always thought basketball basketball you're full of crap. You talk, you know, you talk shit or whatever and what's really going to happen? I always thought in football. And I always I always said this, be careful because you can yeah. die on a football field. Like, you can get seriously, and you're always vulnerable on a football field. You know, basketball, you're vulnerable if you're guarding somebody and somebody swings an elbow. But in football, you're vulnerable like every play. You got to be careful talking crap in football. I just believe that. I've always believed that. You got to be very careful. Well, and and now, now there's certain positions where you've got to be careful, right? Like, no one's yeah. coming after the QB. Yeah. Uh, at running back, every, every that's really the one position that's unprotected on any play. I mean, there, there are certain dirty plays, but there aren't certain tackles or uh, you know, blocks or a defenseless receiver. If you're getting the football in the backfield or you're going to set a block or you're trying to be the, the, the lead runner for one of your teammates, you're, you're kind of screwed on the, on the production or the ear hole. Uh, and in that case, on the sideline, the bang bang place for receivers, uh, where Travis Hunter is getting hit, um, yeah, I mean it, that's going to. And by the way, that's just beginning for Colorado. That's just the beginning, right? But the players, the players on Dion with, with Dion, they love it. I mean that that's why they're going there. Uh, they're going there because they can't do that at Power Five U, and they can at Colorado. That's a 
it's a mentality they're signing up for. And it's like just playing off of that theme. Uh, I've heard from others that are like, oh, you know, they, they, they had 57 new scholarship players from the, the power or from the D1 uh, level that transferred in. Why would they go there if they're going to be replaced a year from now? I'm like, well, because they know that the stage has been set for them. The table is set and they have to make a decision on whether or not they're going to be the starter or not. But they're there because they have the opportunity to play for Sanders, not because they're worried about their job and looking over their shoulder. That's a big difference in the mentality of the Colorado team versus a lot of what we're seeing where one week you go, don't get the football and you head over to Instagram or TikTok and bitch about it. No, you're, you're absolutely right. A, uh, SEC, two things hit me. One, man, did Tennessee, did Tennessee lay an egg or is Florida better yeah, than t- they looked? And two, yes. go ahead. I, I thought Tennessee looked like betas. And they, and they, they, I mean, that team right now is, quite frankly. That's the only way to describe that Tennessee Volunteers football team to me, uh, based on the way they played and their approach. And that just the false starts are going to happen uh, on the road in the SEC, but the offsides on the defense, ridiculous. You know, the chippiness at the end, like uh, bring that frustration out earlier because, by the way, you're playing in the swamp and your own fan base doesn't believe you're going to go down there and cover the spread or uh, win. And I was foolish enough right. to to jump on outkick.com slash bet and make a wager that Tennessee would. I I still shake my head at those that believe history plays a factor in the present, but Josh Heupel looked like every other former Tennessee coach uh, that goes down there and comes back with their tail between their legs against a bad Florida team. That's not a good Florida Gators team. In fact, that many people believe that uh, and Florida eats their own just like every SEC fan base. But they got worse at quarterback. And unlike last year, they lose to Utah, and it's not pretty. And then they beat Tennessee's team with the you know heir apparent to Hendon Hooker, who surprisingly people thought was going to be in the Heisman race. He sucks. He's way too inconsistent, and he's no Hendon Hooker. And that's why this Tennessee team right now is very average at best. But here's the saving grace in everything about, about that game. But that game's telling from the, the internal aspect of how you look into a team. The saving grace is the SEC kind of sucks this year. And, you know, last year's Tennessee Vols team, Dan, they go down there and they win. And then they turn around and look at the standing and say, we're going to win this thing. This Vols team isn't doing that. This Vols team said, we, no Moss. Uh, Bama, yeah. no quarterback. A lot of speculation on Nick Saban being done. I, I don't know. I know they're supposed to win by 100. I know they didn't. I know they played poorly, didn't score any points, first time, whatever. What do you think about Bama? Where's Bama at? Bama is exactly where, they, where, where they've been and what I've harped on for the last year and a half. Uh, except they don't have a quarterback to bail them out. I I have railed on the fact that this this group over the last two, three years has not been the same as far as the operations, meaning getting in and out of a huddle, too many men on the field, uh, false start penalties, uh, mental errors prior to the snap, and then same Bama team that will have – two uh, uh, illegal linemen downfield on a crazy touchdown catch against Texas 
That was happening last year too. But you have Burton in against the the Longhorns make a tip catch in the end zone that should be seven points, and it's called back because of an illegal lineman, uh, legal player downfield. That has happened. But in the in in the past, even even in a loss, um, they were one possession last play losses because of Bryce Young or because of Tua Tagovailoa or because of Mac Jones. You can continue to point to that. For whatever reason, Dan, this Bama team and Nick Saban, let's start at the top, Nick Saban, way too nonchalant with their quarterback situation, with Milrow, who you could tell last year wasn't the dude. And it was a foregone conclusion that he was the dude all offseason. And before week three against South Florida on the road, where they're playing the game because the AD, Greg Byrne, says they're going to play in Florida to get in front of recruits on a true road game for a non-Power 5 team for the first time since 2003 in Tampa. They're playing that game for recruits. They've already benched their starting quarterback, who is the heir apparent to Bryce Young. And it's just, I don't, I just shake my head at it going, what are they, what were they thinking? They could not run Bill O'Brien out fast enough. They hoped he left before the start of last year as the OC. They hated the offense. They went back to bully ball where they're trying to blow people across the line of scrimmage. And that just isn't happening. It's a, uh, there's a disconnect there, but the disconnect has been there with the mentality of the roster, with, with the with the the penalties and mistakes that are just. I mean, it's not about making them; it's that how many they're making. They're you know, in the big game, there's ten to fifteen penalties. There were fifteen penalties, Dan, in the game against Texas last year. So who won the game? The Alabama Crimson Tide because of their quarterback. They had ten penalties against Texas this year. And they didn't come close to winning. Bama, Bama's first loss at home in the Saban era by double digits. I was shocked to hear that. But it happened because they don't have the quarterback. And if the quarterback now with Buckner, who's not the guy, was so great, Notre Dame wouldn't need Sam Hartman right now. Oh, that's no question about it. Buckner came with a big reputation. I watched him. He was fine. He was, you know. Appreciate you, man. Have a great show this afternoon. Thanks for joining us. The women are all a flutter. They're all a flutter. (laughs) Dan, as long as you're happy, uh, I'm happy. Great to be back on, man. Um, Thanks, brother. That's Jonathan Hutton. Give him a follow. Listen to Hot Mike, 3 o'clock Eastern, 2 o'clock Central. Right here all across the Outkick Network, we've got you covered. All right, time for Stock Up and Stock Down. You know I love people that have been knocked on their backside. You know I love people that don't sulk, don't bitch, don't whine, don't go to be a victim, and they bounce back. Guess who that is today? Today, ladies and gentlemen, that is Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield has been bounced around. Baker Mayfield was all the rage when he was in Cleveland. He did the commercials. He and his wife, they said he was the best, true story, he was the best player actor these ad agencies had ever Scene, guess what? Did what most quarterbacks do in Cleveland. Bottomed out, fell out, nothing good, gone. Whoa, see ya, guess what? Baker Mayfield has bounced back to and oh, now we all have seen this before, right? Good start by a quarterback, 315 yards, that kind of thing. Okay, all right, okay. Baker Mayfield, though. This, I think, is his last leg. 
This, I think, is where he goes either to succeed and become Jim Plunkett, look it up, or he's done. One or the other. Bingo or bongo. Bada bing or bada bong. It is what it is. So we like Baker Mayfield. We root for Baker Mayfield. We got tired of Baker Mayfield. And now, ladies and gentlemen, Baker Mayfield is back, and I give him stock up. College football rivalry games. You know, this drives me nuts. Basketball, Kentucky and Indiana, great rivalry. Used to play it at Rupp, used to play it at Louisville, used to play it in the Dome, used to play it at Assembly Hall. Now they don't even play. Now they don't even play. So you can go play somebody, uh, I don't know, Arizona if you're Indiana or Arizona if you're Kentucky in some big stadium in the middle of nowhere and call it right. College basketball does not have this crap figured out, and I hate it. We saw coaches impact rivalries. Nobody cared about Colorado, Colorado State, except for Colorado State and Colorado alums. We all cared on Saturday night, though. Hell, like I said, I watched. The game started at 10. I actually lied. Game started at 10. I went to bed at like 11. But I stayed up till 2 to watch this damn game because it was so highly charged. It was so great. Absolutely great. College football rivalries are spectacular. i tell you where one started, and I wish they still did. Oklahoma and Ohio State. Oklahoma, Baker Mayfield goes into the big house. They or excuse me, goes into the shoe. They win. They plant a flag. They plant a damn flag. That starts a rivalry. I love college football rivalries. Hell, I even like Indiana-Purdue. Two horse bleep teams get together every year. Everybody gets excited. It means something to the players. It means something to the former players. It means something to the fans. Ohio State taking on Notre Dame isn't a rivalry, but I really like it. I, I just like the fact that we are in position to have big-time games on college campuses. Look, I get it. It's great. Michigan State plays Duke in the Bahamas in November. All right. It's great. I'll watch. But it's not like this. I like, I love the rivals. Anthony Richardson, stock up, 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 up. I'm all in. We're going to do a two big brains coming up at 11 o'clock. Kent Sterling and I, you can go to the YouTube channel and find it. And I'm going to once again declare my love for Anthony Richardson. Why? I like his eyes. I like his sense. I like his movement. I like his personality. I like his leadership. I like everything about him. Except the one thing I don't like. No, it's not his accuracy. Got hurt twice. I don't like getting hurt twice. I'm sorry. I don't like it. Makes me nervous. Ocha Capesta, it reminds of not necessarily only Andrew Locke, but Peyton Manning as well. Remember old Peyton had a, uh, you, you, you know, Peyton, Peyton had a neck. Yeah, he, he did. He, he had a neck. And it happens all the time with the Colts. I ain't happy about it. All right, stock down. Hey, the Chargers, you stinks. Let's take the video. Let's hear a little Brandon Staley talking about his stock-down Chargers once again. This did not go well. He was actually asked, is there a hangover residual effect from the Jacksonville game? 
a year before or in the playoffs. Here's Brandon Staley going a little bit of Mike Gundy after the game. I'm not, I'm not worried about the Jacksonville loss. The Jacksonville loss hasn't carried on to the season whatsoever. If you've seen our training camp or you've seen the way we've played in the first two games, it hasn't had an impact on our team whatsoever. Our team is connected. Our team has played its heart out in two games, and we've lost two tough games. But there's, it has nothing to do with the Jacksonville game. And if you ask anyone in our locker room, it has nothing to do with the Jacksonville game. And that's just the truth. It's a convenient storyline for you and for everybody else, but it's not the truth. We've lost two tough games, but the guys in that locker room, the men in that locker room, they are finishers and they have what it takes, and we're excited to prove ourselves. Yeah, we just lost a game in overtime, Jeff, so how do you think the mood is? How do you think the mood is? How do you think it is? It's tough. It's tough. It's a tough, it's tough group in there. There's a lot of pride in that room. Okay, and we put a lot into this, and we got a good football team. And so we've lost two tough games. We've got to bounce back, learn from our mistakes, and be ready for Minnesota. All right, guys. What's wrong with that? You know, the headline, he snaps at reporter. I, I uh, you know, I, I don't know. I guess. I mean, is that so bad? Why wouldn't you snap at a reporter? They're D-bags. I mean, look around. They're all absolute freaking D-bags. But the fact of the matter is, he said nothing wrong. He's absolutely right. When you play a team last year in the playoffs, it doesn't carry over. Now, you win a Super Bowl, it can carry over good or bad. You forget how, how hard it was. You forget the grind. You, you know, okay. But damn, it's fine. But... You lost to Jacksonville or you beat Jacksonville or whatever you did to Jacksonville in the first round in the playoffs. Nah, Porters are idiots. All right, Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift dating rumors. We got stocked down for that. I'm not, I, I got to tell you, I'm not stocked down for that. I'm kind of stocked up for it. Now, Travis Kelsey is making veiled references. Now, here's the deal if you're Travis Kelsey. I don't know. Is it good to be in one of Taylor Swift's songs? Does it, is it good? Does it give you cachet? Does it give you juice? Does it give you, ah, you know what I'm saying? Like, is it a thing? Because it appears to me what little I know about Ms. Swift, but it appears to me that you end up in her songs if you dated her. She's whining about you. There's some kind of lyric. I don't know. Some kind of shot taken at you. I don't know. I don't know. Is it good? Would I want to be? I, I wouldn't care. Uh, if I liked her and I thought there was something good here and I thought we could make something happen here, then I'd be all in on it. I don't want to be wasting my time. I, I don't want to be wasting my time dating somebody that's a pain in the ass that's going to write a song. I mean, I think it'd be fun. You can go on tour and get free tickets. I told you, I went to an auction the other night. Guy paid damn near six grand for two tickets in a suite to Taylor Swift. I guess you get to go in there free if you're Kelsey, so it's a good thing. But I don't know. Seriously. Uh, Justin Fields, look, here it's stuck down to me and Justin Fields. All right, I'll take, I'll take some blame here. I will. Because I said Justin Fields was going to be the breakout star of the NFL. And maybe he will. But I am willing at this point, I am, 
I am ready, willing, and able to take all the heat for saying that. I may have jinxed the young man. I might have. I might have jinxed him. I'm not a jinx. I believe in jinxes. I'm very superstitious. But I got to tell you, I don't think that I jinxed him. But he stinks. The Bears stink. The coaching stinks. The quarterbacking stinks. The play calling stinks. Chase Claypool stinks. I'm a Bears fan from 10,622 years ago. And it stinks. Now, is it going to continue to stink? I don't know. Minnesota hasn't gotten off, obviously, to a very good start. Green Bay's 1-1. One 1-1 and one. One and one is also where the Lions are. Nothing fatal is happening here. But damn, Bears, you. To quote the great, I think it was Carlos Zambrano when he said about the Cubs, we stinks. Or maybe it was Sammy Sosa. I always get the two mixed up. But I got to tell you, they stinks. We'll be right back. Go to, go to points bet, and I'm going to have a bet for you tonight. Kind of on fire here. We'll be right back. We'll be right back. Got to take a short break here. We are rolling with Don't At Me, and you don't want to miss it. Stay tuned. Hey, welcome back. Um, football is all the rage, and tonight we've got two games. The big one, in my opinion, isn't Carolina and New Orleans. The big one, in my opinion, is Pittsburgh and Cleveland. I'm very anxious to see, is Cleveland any good? Like, look, everybody, and I, don't, I shouldn't say everybody because I don't, but most people really, truly think that Deshaun Watson is a great NFL quarterback. I watched him for years from a great seat at Lucas Oil Stadium, and the only thing that I saw him do was he was okay, but he fumbled like two different times in two different games to cost the Titans, or excuse me, the Texans wins. And I'm sitting there going, wait a second here. I've kind of seen this act before. I have. I've seen this act before. And the truth of the matter is, I don't like it. Then, of course, he gets run out of Houston. He has all kind of allegations. But as we all know, he's back in Cleveland, sat out some games, and now he's back. I got to see, can he play? But the most important part of that game is Pittsburgh. Myself, everybody that's followed professional football will tell you the same thing. The Pittsburgh Steelers have the best damn culture going. The Pittsburgh Steelers, only three coaches, I think, in my lifetime. Maybe there was one early. But Chuck Noll, Bill Cowher, and now Mike Tomlin, they don't mess around the Roonies. They establish this is what we're doing. There's accountability to do what we're doing. And it has permeated into great success over the years. Now, 49ers came in last week, beat the living crap. You say whatever you want, but 30-7 to at home. Kenny Pickett was awful. Brock Purdy was great. Now you got a chance to see, quote, where you're at. That's what coaches always say. I got to see where we're at. What's going on is I I just got to see where we're at. What do you mean? Eh, I got to know where we're going here. I got, I got to know where we're at. I got to figure it out. I do. All right. That's the interesting thing about tonight. The other game, New Orleans and uh, Carolina, you know what I think I'm going to do? I think I'm going to bet Bryce Young touchdown. Anytime touchdown. I don't even know why. It's one of those deals where why not? Do you care? Do you know? 
Is there anybody of any interest other than, I guess, Bryce Young for the Panthers? Anybody? Anybody? I, I guess Taysom Hill. Somebody said he's a great football player the other day. One of the all-time great football players. All right. I mean, if you guys think that, then that's cool. But I don't see it. I mean, I, I don't know. But that game, I am going to take, I think, Bryce Young. In the other game, what do you think? Let's take the Steelers. Let's roll the dice. Let's see what's going on and figure it out later. My picking the Steelers is this. My picking the Steelers is an endorsement getting to at home of Mike Tomlin. That's what it is. It's an endorsement of Tomlin. And I think Tomlin's a terrific coach. I think Tomlin is the kind of guy that will make damn sure his team comes back and plays well. And like most people, I have never, not one time in my adult life, have I bought into the de- the Cleveland Browns. All right, this is weird. All right, Mike Babcock is a longtime NHL coach. Mike Babtop, what co- Babcock? was hired by the Columbus Blue Jackets. They announced he resigned and Pascal Vincent. Upon reflection, it has become clear that continuing as head coach of the Columbus Blue Jackets was going to be a distraction. I'm disappointed to not have the opportunity, blah, 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 blah. There were allegations surfaced that he violated players' privacy when he asked to see photos on their cell phones. Oh, my God. Former NHL player... Paul Bizanetti said on Spittin' Chicklets that Babcock had asked Boone Jenner to show him his camera roll before displaying those photos via airplay on a wall in the coach's office. Enough with putting guys on the spot in the coach's room, asking them to link their phones up to airplane mode and grilling them. I've had tons of players confirm it. All right. Apparently, Babcock says, listen to this. He asked players to share family photos, getting to know them better. He asserts that what was portrayed on a podcast was a gross misinterpretation. Jenner said Babcock asked him about his family, where he was from, upcoming wedding, hockey-related issues. Said the coach asked whether he had any photos of his family and that he was happy to share some of them. So what? Jenner said, I thought it was a great first meeting, good way for us to start building a relationship. To have this blown out of proportion is disappointing. That's unbelievable. I mean, that's the world we live in. Like, seriously. Like, I want to help a friend of mine. She needs 300 bucks. I want to help her. My wife's like, you better be careful. I go, what do you mean? I didn't even think about this. She goes, well, Giving a woman, she's like 30, I don't know, she needs help with her car payment. Giving a woman money may look bad. I go, you're right. I didn't even think about it. World is crazy. You're sitting in the office. Every player in every sport is whining. Coach, I play for the coach, which I never understood. I only play for the coach. Oh, okay, great. All right. Okay. But Why? I never played for a coach. I wanted a place so the coach would keep playing me, but we weren't going to win this for old Bobby Knight. I was going to win it so Bobby Knight was off our ass. I wasn't winning this for Danny Rogovich. I was winning it so that I can go to McDonald's and hit on girls from Merrillville 
and Calumet and Lou Wallace and Andrean. You kidding me? On with you. Hey, I'll tell you something else that's weird that's going on. Russell Brand. I don't know what's going on with Russell Brand. There's a lot of moving parts here with Russell Brand. Russell Brand is doing this. He's facing sexual predator claims. He's being accused of raping three women. Uh, apparently, the, the, the English police are urged to investigate sex assault charges against Russell Brand. And this is the weirdest part. He was apparently, and I don't know whether this is true, sexually uh, uh, instantly aroused when he learned a 16-year-old he was accused of molesting was a virgin. Now, Brand is saying that every relationship he had was consensual. Brand is saying that, hey, I was a dirtbag, but because I have come out against this current administration, they're pinning this on me. I don't know what to believe. I'm not going to lie. I honestly have no idea what to believe, but I got to tell you, this whole thing stinks. This whole thing is weird, whether from Brand's side, if it's all true, whether it's from the police side, if what Brand is saying is true, it's all very weird. It is. It's just odd. It just is very, very odd. All right, let's take a look. Shohei Otani cleaned out his locker. Shohei Otani has been shut down for the remainder of the season. Free agency is on the horizon. This is this is like crazy to me. Like Sammy Sosa exited the clubhouse like in the middle of the last game of the year, and all of Chicago lost their ever-loving minds. They did. They went crazy. They went nutso. They went insane. Oh, my God, he left early. And I guess I understand it. I guess. I mean, the season was over. He was mad about something. He decided to take a hike. All right. I get it, I suppose. But why is this such a big deal? I don't know. I'm really not sure. I'm not. I wish I was sure, but I'm not sure. I I think I'm sure. Uh, it's a big deal because, well, it's Sohei Otani. And him cleaning his locker out is exciting for those of us, ladies and gentlemen, yes, those of us that love the Cubs and want the Cubs to get Sohei Otani. So clean out your locker. Get to Chicago. North side only, please. South side sucks. And let's figure out what we're doing here. Let's figure out where we're at here. You know what I mean? So yesterday, I'm sitting on my couch. Yesterday, I'm watching football. And weird as this sounds, my wife's ex-husband is sitting over here on the couch, and I'm sitting in my chair. All right. So I'm sitting there minding my own business, and I start reading about things. You know we got Pride Month. I'm cool. You know we got Black History Month. I don't care. You know, it, 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 none of it matters to me. Hey, do you, man. I get a little tired of it. But, hey, then I'm reading about some kind of trans something month. Then I'm reading about, well, we must celebrate fat. I'm reading on, I mean, it's on the Internet. I'm going through all this stuff. 
we must celebrate this, we woman, this, that, and the other. We must celebrate all this stuff. And I'm sitting there, and I'm watching my wife, a 53-year-old white woman, just take care of everybody. I mean, just taking care of her ex She made nachos. She's hanging out. She walked the dog. She didn't have any problem with us watching football. She didn't have any problem. It was, it, it was like, and I'm sitting there going, wait a second. We celebrate every different kind of woman. Black women, Asian women, Asian American women, Hispanic History Month, Pride, trans, there's like some, they're trying to get a transgender something month. Nobody ever says anything about a white girl. All white women do is get crushed. You're a Karen. You're horrible. You're this. You're that. And I'm watching this lady who has been so great over the course of her life that I'm like, we never celebrate white girls. So I celebrated my wife. I said, you know what? I'm going to celebrate. Let's show the tweet that I put up there. White, beautiful white women are awesome. They are. So I'm, I'm thinking to myself, we celebrate everything. Everything. I mean everything. You got a penis. You used to be a woman. You, are you a dude? You want to be a woman? We lose our mind. We celebrate everyone. And I love it. Anyone that knows me, Sage Steele famously said, Double D, you like the mocha. Love them all. Anybody that knows me knows from this show and every show, I love women. I love smart women. But I'm reading this yesterday. I'm like, son of a biscuit maker. So I put this tweet out. Racist, they scream. People losing their mind. Half a million views. No, 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 no. 300,000 views. 70, 60, quote, tweets. Race baiting outkick employee. I'm shocked. So I went last night, and when I saw guys were all racially charged about it, you know what I asked? Why does this bother you? Why, why is it, you know what I learned? All those angry race guys and every one of them, every one of them was full of crap. They couldn't say why they were mad. They had no reason to be mad. One guy tried to say it's promoting white beauty, which is racist to women of color and other minorities. And my answer was, it's not always about you. Look, we got, we got all kinds of stuff for everybody, and I'm good with it. But it ain't always about you. It ain't always about African-American or Hispanic or Serbian or Greek or whatever. It ain't always about you. Sometimes it's just about saying, hey, here you go. Here's some women that are always, always made fun of. Oh, my God. And my wife, who is stunningly gorgeous, uh, athletic, strong, gets made fun of on here. But not one single, not one of these race-baiting hatred guys could come up. I am, Why does this bother you? Well, it's a veiled reference. What's it a veiled reference to? Well, you're the David Duke of sports. No, I'm not. No, I hey, look. You got Pride Month. You got this month. You got that month. You got this history month. You got that history month. I don't know. 
I hear all the time a queen, a strong black woman, a strong Hispanic woman, a smart, and I'm looking at a woman who exudes goodness. I'm looking at a woman who has lived a life of service to others, an unbelievable mother, a great wife. Why'd you have to put white in there? Because we celebrate everybody. That's racist. Why? Tell me why. It just is, man. It just is. All right. It just is. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real Steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Oh. <laughs> yep. Uh, William Westenbarger says, did you say your wife's ex-husband watching football with you at your house? That's effed up right there. Why? Why is that effed up? Jim stays at our house. Jim and I, we, we drove, me, Jim, Jared, and uh, Lee, we got in the car. We drove to Bloomington. We went to Knicks. We went to the game. We came back. We watched football until I went to bed, Jim and I. He's drinking vodka. I'm having a cup, a glass of wine. Next thing you know, I, you know, why is that so effed up? I don't understand it. I don't get it. You guys get mad about it, but I don't get it. Uh, Roy says, I have found a very attractive woman in every race. Me too. Dockage likes the mocha, according to Sage Steele. Absolutely. But nobody, nobody, not one single person that is all offended by the racial, whatever this show, this thing was, has been able to tell me why. Not one. Well, it's promoting white beauty with, it ain't about you. It ain't about you. It's a great picture. It's a great picture, and I celebrate my wife, white women, once in a while. You can say something nice about a white person, white man, white girl, and not be a Klan member. (laughs) Jesus. Let's see. Right now, I think, uh, oh, I don't know, probably, uh, uh, why would you post that? You know what my answer was? I felt like it. Sue me. Right now, that has 289 views. 86 quote tweets, and not one of the people on a 61 quote tweets, and not one of them, not one, can tell me why they think it's racist. Some guy goes, question mark, question mark, question mark. I don't know what to tell you. What's the question? It's a pretty simple question. Can't you just one time? Say one thing nice about a white person and say the word white? Or is that just crazy talk? Is that just insanity? A race-baiting, outkick employee. Surprise, surprise. Oh, okay. I mean, one time? They said, yeah. All right. Hoosier gonna Hoosier from this guy. 
white Illinois guy. Can't you one time, one time in one tweet say once that white women are awesome. White men are good dudes, mostly. Just like black men are good dudes, mostly. And black women, beautiful black women are awesome. Why is this a problem? Not one of these race-baiting clowns could tell me one time why it's a problem. And I am not shocked even a little bit because the dumbest human beings in the world reside on Twitter and have the biggest mouths. I hope we make that into one of those short videos. I do. If you guys could just one time say something nice about a white woman. (laughs) Oh, you know, that'll get slapped around. You know, that'll get boom, boom, boom. Boop, racist, boop, boop, boop. World's crazy. And I'm here for it. I'm here for a crazy world. All right. Right now, I love that picture of us, by the way. My wife's hot as hell. And I'm not bad either. All right. Let's go to the wokey and the dopey. Can you imagine? If... Dan, if I married a sister, everybody would be all excited. Twitter not happy with Dan's wife's race. Twitter not happy with Dan saying wife's race. Can't you one time, just one time, say the word white without everybody getting triggered? <laughs> Meanwhile, at the White House, hold my cackle. Man, you know what's really dangerous? It's really dangerous that it's clear now, or becoming clear, that Joe Biden is not going to be the person that the Democrats want to be the next nominee. The problem you have is this. Who's going to be it? It can't be that woman. It can't be. That's the dumbest person alive. So the question then becomes... If you are the Democrat and the committee and the convention and all of the heads of the Democratic Party, how the hell do you get rid of her? You know what I mean? Like, hey, man, she's making noise, too, that she's ready to step in. That should tell you something. That should really tell you something. You know what I'm saying? But if we got to go with her, come on. Come on, people. Come on. We can't do it. I won't have it. All right, let's go to the next one. The next one, oh, man, I hope it's more Camella. Camella is a content machine. Camella's like open mouth, gibberish comes out, and we got a list. Is the strong economy with us in the room right now? All right, Nick, you're going to have to explain this to me because yesterday – When I posted that tweet about a white woman, a lot of people did this. A lot of people said, is the white woman in the room right now? I didn't know what that meant. It's got to mean some young hip thing. It's got to mean some falsehood. It's got to mean something that nobody else can see except for me. In this case, 
It's got to be something no one else can see except for Jersey Joe Biden. I don't know. I don't know what it means, but I'm not mad about it because it's just one of the deals that I like. Anytime you can make fun of Jolton Joe Biden, you know I like it. Like it a lot. All right, what's next? What's next? Uh, one time, just once. I'm not saying a lot. I'm not saying often. Go ahead, you can go to the next one. But I'm just saying one time. Can you say white woman and not Karen? You know what I mean? K A R E N. Can you say white man and not racist? You know what I mean? Uh, is that it? We don't want to Oh, man, would you like ketchup and socialism with that? Boy, oh, boy, AOC under attack. The goofiest but hottest of, well, I got to tell you, I'm going to get into Lauren, uh, that Lauren lady in a minute, Lauren Boebert. I love Lauren Boebert. Joy is our strength. Anyway, AOC, I don't even know her name. I don't care about her name. She got drowned out, ladies and gentlemen, on Friday by people just screaming at her as she tried to do that political thing. It's kind of that Obama thing, right? Where Obama would just say gibberish, hoping that it got imprinted or carved into a wall somewhere on a monument. She tried to do that. She did. She tried to do that. And you know what? She got shouted down by New Yorkers saying, hey, wait a second here. Illegal immigrants are coming into our place here, taking over our schools, our fields, our economy, our hotels, our lives. She got shouted down. That's got to be racist. I'm surprised she hasn't gone with racism. I'm surprised she hasn't used the victim. You know, back to my picture with me and Lee, a lot of dudes became victims last night. I'm like, okay, what's pro? Well, you you know, you would say that. You're you're saying mean things. Yeah, okay. Now what? On to, Lord, on to Lauren Boebert. Hey, there's a lot of conspiracy theories about Lauren Boebert. I ain't mad that Laura Boebert showed up with some dude who, by the way, is a Democrat bar owner or something at a play and was getting felt up. It is weird, is it not, though, that there were infrared cameras in there? It's weird that immediately those infrared cameras were shown in Laura Boebert was outed for get, for vaping and getting felt up. Hey, you're in a dark movie theater. Let me tell you, this move used to be gold. And you put your arm around. I did that in eighth grade during the sting. I think it was the sting. Might have been the Pink Panther. You act like you're stretching and then you leave an arm around the young lady. Making out in a movie theater is great. There's nothing wrong with it. I'm not going to lie. I only used to do it in the driving. But one time, my first wife and I were at the movie theater. We were seeing Hot Tub Time Machine. And up above, I'm hearing bottles, moaning. I went up there. I'm like, hey, you guys keep it down. The young lady, uh, clearly without pants on, with with a blanket around her, was straddling the young man and straddling him to the point where his eyes were rolling back in his head. Making out in a movie theater, that's as timeless. We used to go across the street 
to whatever the movie theater was called there. We'd go to Noble Roman's Pizza, get a pizza, and then we'd go to the movies. And then it was on. Lauren Bobert, you go, girl. You do you. And if people don't like it, screw them. But I hated that she apologized. I thought that was bad form. Don't apologize. What are you going to do? Nothing to do. Hey, don't apologize. Dan Dockich is a disgrace to indie sports. He butt jams Grigson. All right. That's from R. Huddleston. Man. Uh, My butt is exit only. There is no butt jammings. All right? Yeah. Can you, can you just once, just once, <laughs> say something nice about a white person and use the word white without being a Klan member, without being a white nationalist, a white supremacist? <laughs> I await the Indy Stars article on it. I'm sure it's coming. We had a great day today. Man, we had monster numbers on the chat. The YouTube chat is pumping. Let's keep it up. Let's keep over 400. Do me a favor. Pound the like and subscribe button. And oh, by the way, coming up in about five minutes, uh, two big brains. It's me. It's Ken Sterling. All Colts all the time. Join us right over there. Two big brains. You can find the YouTube channel. Stay with my Twitter. I'll post when the link is up. Great stuff today. Great, great stuff today. Fantastic stuff today. Uh, Late breaking news. Apparently, Travis Hunter set set at a lacerated kit liver and will be out three to four weeks. That's too bad. I like the kit. But it is football. If you talk, I've always said, if you talk trash in football, you can get killed. Basketball, we think Larry Bird was tough because he kept his little sweatshirt on. For the three-point contest. Football, you F around, you find out. We'll be back here tomorrow, 9 a.m.